one of my favorite uh, Walt Disney quotes, and he says, um, I heard that there's a recession and I choose not to participate. Welcome to The Lensetter Show, the show that blends the art of sales, the science of success, and the strategies of real experts in the mortgage and sales industries to help you grow your client base, increase your revenue, and get in control of your life. I'm your host, Preston Schmidley. Kick back, enjoy the episode, and don't forget to subscribe. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Lens Setter Show. I'm very excited. It's gonna be a really fun uh, episode. I'm here joined by one of my great friends in the mortgage industry, Jason Frazier of Rebel IQ. Um, he is a, a brilliant direct response marketer, which I actually think is really cool because there's a lot of marketers in any industry. There's a lot of marketers in the mortgage industry. There's not many direct response marketers in the mortgage industry, and so. Uh, you know, he's somebody I have a ton of respect for, and honestly, it gets lonely out here. So it's nice to have somebody else that I feel I could connect with on that level. Um, so, uh, you know, Jason, thanks for joining us today on the Lens Setter Show. Um, I think what would be a great starting point is why don't you why don't you introduce yourself uh, and and kind of assume people don't know who you are. I mean, I think that that'd be kind of crazy, but there will be some new people that just haven't had a chance yet uh, listening to this. So. Uh, introduce yourself and let's talk about Rebel IQ. I know that that's been uh, uh, kind of a big rollout here in the in the last month or so. Yeah, no, man. Thanks for having me on here. I, I feel exactly the same about you. It's uh, I, I think I mentioned this at the Lens Center Mastermind is that there's you know probably what I consider tactical marketers in our industry. There's probably and and you and uh, McBilly are are two of them, right? And so yeah. uh, it's a it's it's you know it always I always enjoy having you know, someone that I could talk to on the level that I'm used to when it comes to being a tactician, right? When it comes For sure. To so I, I appreciate you having me on and I look forward to our conversation. So thank, thanks again, Preston. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. So my name is uh, Jason Frazier. I, I tend to go by Frazier. Uh, and uh, I am the EVP of growth for Rebel IQ. I've been in the industry uh, full-time since 09. I was born into the mortgage industry. Uh, I am not a marketer by uh, by trade. I am an engineer by trade. And uh, prior to getting into the mortgage industry, I worked. Uh, I'm born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area, so I was uh, you know working for technology startups and uh, venture capital firms. I uh, I used to work for Peter Thiel, who's the founder of PayPal. Sick. Uh, and uh, and came up with the PayPal Mafia. So uh, which which I think you know in hindsight was one of the best things in my my career because it it, it taught me how to think differently and be a, a true contrarian. Uh, to to what it to in the final results, not just saying going the opposite way, but actually finding results from doing something different. For sure. Um, so uh, at, I'm an award-winning marketer. Uh, I've been focused on marketing since 2016. Um, spoken at a lot of different events, both in and outside of the industry, real estate, mortgage. Um, first time I think I met Preston was at the Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, Agent 2021 in yeah. 2019. Is actually where I met. Uh, even though I've known Christine Beckwith, I know he's a good friend of, of both of ours. Uh, but that's uh, that's where I met Christine the first time, and uh, that was a fun day. That was a really fun. It was, day. And they did. I mean, you just can't you can't beat that locale and and the content and the people. And it was uh, it, it was awesome. And and so yeah. uh, I'm also a coach. So uh, yeah. and in fact, I'm a coach for uh, uh, for with Christine. Uh, we're actually just uh, going to be announcing that uh, next week. Actually, nice. Man. Uh, but uh, I'll be a, a a marketing coach for her and uh, a strategy coach, and so I'm looking forward to to doing that. But uh, look, at the end of the day, I'm passionate about this industry, uh, passionate about uh, helping loan officers uh, succeed. But uh, more importantly, I'm uh, I'm passionate about um, stepping on the neck of the status quo and doing something different. So <laughs> I like that stepping on the neck. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's how I roll, man. And uh, uh, yeah, so the 
that's uh that's that's me in a nutshell I love it. So, so okay. So let's dive into to some recent news with you because I know you know you and I've talked about this. It's really beautiful to watch you. Just personally, I feel like you are in uh, a phase, not just a phase. That's not the right word, but you're you're in a position in life right now where I feel like you're you've been kind of blooming and blossoming, and and, and like you're unconstrained would be the great the best word for it, right? Like I feel like you and for good reason, and given the industry we're in, um, have been kind of throttled back from a lot of the strategies, the knowledge that you have um, in a lot of the opportunities you've had over the years, right? And, and, and I mean, by all standard metrics of success, your journey, um, you've had, I mean, great titles with great companies and you've been a part of great teams, right? But, but, but throughout all of that, it's cool to see you now because uh, knowing, you know, being an observer of you for a few years now, and seeing how much you're, I feel like you've just kind of stepped into an open space that um, you're just, you're much more welcome as you are, I feel. And it's just really cool to see. And that open space I'm talking about is you and Andrew obviously started working together and you joined what uh, was previously known as Lead Pops, now Rebel Q. And I mean, in the short time you've been there, there's been a lot of things that seem to be shifting, moving, right? And and I know that you're obviously attacking growth and progress within the company. So why don't you talk a little bit about what that's been like for you, just being a part of that organization uh, and what you feel some of the future is. I mean, I know you guys, like I said, just uh, did this kind of repositioning might be a better word for it to yeah. from lead pops to rebel like yeah i'd be curious about that and, and just kind of what you see as the future for that yeah no it's uh, uh i mean you're right on the money is uh and, and look and nothing against the, the companies that i work for but you know you, you there's structure right there's a lot of structure and uh you know i'm i'm one that i can play within structure but at the end of the day uh, it's funny is uh andrew andrew uh look andrew 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 pollock the you know founder and ceo of now rebel ICO. Um, uh, he's, he's been a good friend of mine for years. And so we've thought, we've always talked about at some point, you know, it'd be cool if we could work together. And prior to me, prior to my last position, um, I, I, I almost went and, and worked with him and just, I don't mm. committed to doing uh, something else, but, um, but the, you know, Andrew would always, if I was frustrated or something, Andrew's like, man, you just got to let the Eagle fly. And so that's, uh, that's kind of our, like our internal joke is, uh, is letting the eagle fly, and and that's the thing is Andrew doesn't really put me in any any boxes to where I have to play at a certain level. I'm I'm able to be myself, and so far with the results and things that I'm doing is when I have you know control and autonomy to do what I know how to do. And you know we find success, and that's what we've been doing these last few months, especially with the transition. Uh, we we call it more of an ab- evolution of what Rebel IQ is. Is look is is you know, what we provided to the industry is, is something important, focusing on, you know, conversion, right? Converting and turning click sure. clients is like what we said. But at the end of the day, um, you know, that ends up being somewhat of a commodity business, right? You know, because you could get a website anywhere, you could get, you know, yeah. funnels anywhere, forms and stuff like that. But, re- but you know, even with that, you know, there's strategy and, and, and services and putting everything together uh, that makes it special. And so we had to evolve to be beyond a commodity and, and pull all these things together, start creating new services, to, to meet to what uh, our clients need today and what they're going to need in the future. And I think the missing piece is that, you know, Andrew's only one guy, right? And he's, you know, he's a CEO. So, you know, he's got a lot of vision. We think about marketing almost exactly the same way. 
Um, we look at what the market needs and we hope we have similar backgrounds in, in marketing and sales. And, and so I think what, what was needed was, uh, you know, us working together is, is, is he had someone to, to depend on, to see some of these visions into reality. <clears throat> also bring in that expertise that I have is like you mentioned, is that, you know, I've worked, I've ran consumer direct. I've, I've generated over 300 million in closed loans through through that, I've uh, run wholesale marketing, retail marketing. Uh, I've been an executive on sales technology, strategy, marketing uh, in this industry. And so I use all, and, and, and when I look at, you know, competitors or other companies and, and even out, you know, even outside of like a marketing space is that generally there's not that type of, uh, that acumen, that, that experience to expertise that helps bring everything together. Also being a coach of loan officers. Right. And so I, I think nobody understands our clients as much as, you know, as we do. And I think we have the, the tools to do that. But now it's time to evolve to something different. Rebel IQ is right, you know, right up my wheelhouse when it comes to different first, better, second. Right. It's to go against the status quo, like, to be a contrarian, right, to be a rebel. Right. Uh, you know, or, you know, to uh, to uh, two of our, you know, to to a guy that we both look up to and that has taught us a lot. And that Dan Kennedy, it's that that renegade mindset. Right. Right. And. And not to do the same thing as everyone else, and and so that's really what Rebel IQ has evolved to is to to add more services on top. How do we create better connections with agents? How do we uh, help with coaching? And how how do we help with all aspects of marketing? And then using our platform as like that foundation to bring everything together and say like, hey, we just told you to do X, Y, and Z. Now you have all the tool set to go and do that. And we're going to be adding more to that. Some more uh, partnerships. To help loan officers and you know like you know i say this all the time we don't really have any competitors because not everything everyone does what we do and and when i say that you know a lot of people know me i'm not a, a big guy on bravado and i'm not saying that like hey we're the best and you can go somewhere else and you're not as good that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is is that everyone has um something different right and to me it's just like when people ask like what the best crm is or this or that best way to get leads and all that other stuff it's all about fit Right. Like, I mean, there's going to be some people, you know, like with you guys, there's going to be some people where the good vibe squad, you know, uh, you know, ecosystem and, and what you guys do as a fractional CMO, like that, that's going to be right up the wheelhouse and that's what they need. Right. Fantastic. Right. Awesome. Right. You know, sometimes it's going to be us. Sometimes it's going to be our boy, Luke. Right. It's going to be, it's going to be salt. It's going to be something. Right. And you yeah. know, who cares? There's plenty. What well, the way I look at it. And like I mentioned to you is that like, look, there's going to be plenty of business for all of us. I'd rather it be us, you know, the people I just mentioned. That are ended up went for straight and dominating, and so like yeah. you know, but but at the end of the day, what I, what I what I'm really rebelling against it when I say the status quo is the just the ancient dinosaur mindset that the industry has come up with since I got in the industry and before is that of how you acquire customers, right? It's it's we we get into this bubble of mortgage, and then we look at every other industry, every other vertical when it comes to marketing and growth. And then they get in the Morgan and, and all of a sudden they think consumers are different, right? They all seem like, and, and it just doesn't work that way. All of a sudden, just because of it's a price point, there's a lot of things that are a bigger price point than buying a house where the consumers are still a consumer. And so what I focused on as a marketer is I didn't focus on a, a mortgage consumer, a real estate consumer. I focused on like neuromarketing. Why do consumers say yes? Why do they do it? You know, why do they do what they do? Like I focused on the other marketers outside the industry, like a Russell Brunson, right? Or, yeah. or a Dan Kennedy, uh, you know, or Gary Vaynerchuk and, and, and others out there. And, and then not only that, because I looked at outside salespeople and entrepreneurs and how they built their businesses and how they looked at sales and marketing, and then tried to, you know, tried to be a sponge and learn everything I can and then figured out how do I make that work 
in our industry. And it does. It's just, it's hard, right? It's hard to move that cheese for people. And so Rebel IQ is sure. the embodiment of all of that is just like, look, we may not be a fit for you and we're not, and we're not trying to convince you, right? Like if I have to sit there and have a conversation about a loan officer, why video is important, right? Probably not a good fit, right? right. Like I'm not here to, and I tell that, like I try to, every call <clears> come on, I try to, con, I try to help you. I try to scare them, right? I just try to say like, you know, I try to convince them not to sign up with us or whatnot, because I know if they do, then they're probably our type of person, right? It's about having that, 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 that dream 100 about that perfect avatar of our client and to help people that want to be helped and that want to be coached to do something different because then there's no other way. And, and, and if people haven't, if people haven't seen what's happened from like 2010 to 2020, where we really just commoditize the mortgage industry is where like, Hey, no, no one is better than the other person. I could just get a mortgage anywhere. Except that it all comes down the rate. You're not, you're not going to grow that way. You're just going to, you're going to stay in perfect competition, which isn't good for anybody. It's not good for the consumer and it's no. not good for, uh, for trying to, to trying to grow a company. Right. And so that's why I, and we've had this conversation before too, about like with, with a market downturn and, and things being the, this is when empires are made. This is when people make their bones and, 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 you know, I know you're up for it. I know I'm up for it. I know, you know, AP's up for it. Like, it's a good time and we're excited. We're excited because the people that have come along, you know, with us and, and like, it takes time, you know, it's it even internally trying to, you know, change the nomenclature from lead pops to rebel IQ to, and look, lead pops isn't going anywhere. We, we've decided to call that as our SaaS platform. That's going to be the name of our SaaS platform. And, and, and we're, you know, look, it's going to take some time, but so far, you know, we, you know, our, we, our growth has increased uh, these last few months, our Awesome. Uh, you know, our, our leads or demo requests, all of that stuff has, has increased compared to what it's last year. And this is a, a tough market to sell in, but you know, I think we're up to the task. You, uh, uh, you said something that, that reminds me of one of my favorite, uh, Walt Disney quotes. And he says, um, I heard that there's a recession and I choose not to participate. <laughs> and I was like, that is one of my favorite things. Cause it's like, it, it really is true. Uh, you know, uh, um, we all have increased resistance. You have it. I have it. Yeah. Um, we all have that. The, 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 but the, the playing field is still level. It's just harder for everybody right now. Right. Yeah. But within that, there's a choice we all get to make by choosing, are we going to play the game the way the game was played previously? Are we going to change up what we're doing? Are we going to evolve? Are we going to improve? And, uh, you know, I think, uh, I, I mean, I, just from interacting with you guys, I know that you guys have, you know, really looked inward and, and focused on, okay, well, we, you know, like any hard market, right? We have to be the best version of ourselves, right? Yep. Um, actually, Eric Eric Thomas said this really well at, at the Nexa uh, event over the summer. He said, the, on, the only thing that a recession does is it takes you from the season to the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. There's things in the season you can get away with. Yep. Right. There's things in the season that you still get to play tomorrow if you mess up today. But when you're in the playoffs, that one bad pass kicks you out. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's no grace for the error. Right. Yep. So if if people are showing up now, uh, you know, and not giving it one hundred and ten percent, it's going to be challenging. Right. But but there's yep. obviously a way to overcome that. And it's not easy for anybody. But um yeah, I uh, you know I had a conversation with one of our clients the other day, <clears throat> and and the statement was made that you know he was, he was kind of down because like he he felt like you know leads weren't answering the phone or whatever, right? Yeah. And as part of the lead game, right? And so he goes, 
I just believe that people that can qualify for a house in California are not on Facebook. And I'm like, what? I mean, first of all, if you have that belief, there's nothing I can say that can provide much value at all. But B, we're selling shelter, not Lamborghinis, you know? Um, And it's so interesting to see the, like, it was was actually really innovative because as you know, I, I we we went out to Ohio, spent a, a day with Dan a few weeks ago, and there was a lot of stuff that came off of that. And then we like literally, I mean, we had enough already, and then we already had this mastermind planned in Mexico with Russell, right? So we went like back to back with a week with Dan, a day with Dan, and then then the next week with Russell, and and uh, it was so much intake of information. But like one of the things through that that I just realized was so important was. And, and I think it's I, taken for granted isn't the right word, but I think to us, it's just life. Like we don't, yep. it's, it's just a part of how we live, but there's a level of belief, not in the destination, but in the standards, behaviors, practices, and like the, the what we do, we, you and I, and, and, and the people that we roll with, we wake up and we go hell or high water today. I'm doing X, right? I'm showing up now. I might get punched in the mouth. I might make a sale, but I'm showing up, Right. And that is like, you know, I started to, to study a lot of our clients that are doing really well, you know, and, and we have a client that we just picked up who, uh, you know, he did 155 million last year. He ain't worried about a recession. Yeah. Right. Now, obviously not everybody's going to do that, but it can be done. He's evidence. He ran the four minute mile, right? In a hard year, he, he wrote nine figures of business. And if I, I you know, I don't care who you are, what you've done. If you're writing nine figures of business in 2022, hats off to you, you know? Yeah. And so um, it's really, to me, that was inspiring and empowering because it's like, okay, well, there's a thousand ways to have some level of success. But I've also realized that the belief, the the standards is, it's not just a marketing world thing. This is, you know, when I'm studying these top performers of mortgage of marketing, of business in general, the people that I meet at fellow masterminds, it's like, there's just a level of like, I'm showing up and whatever happens, happens, right? And so uh, it, it's an interest, it is an interesting time right now, but in my opinion, it's also really inspiring to see some of the things that people are doing and the ways in which they're growing while others in the same exact environments and markets are, you know, saying you can't, it won't. Yeah. Right. And, and I think this market really is, it magnifies that whole concept of whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Right. It's like, I was just about to say that. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. Right. You know, now nobody wants to hear that when they're the one saying they can, <laughs> but it's like, but, yeah. it, but it's, it's, it's really interesting to observe because yeah. it's like, you know, uh, and I'm sure you guys have this from time to time where somebody will go, Hey, the, the widget doesn't work, right? This doesn't work. Leads don't work. Facebook doesn't work. The, you know, uh, uh, the lead forms don't work. The website doesn't work, right? Whatever, right? Whatever the tool, the gadget, the gasmo is. And this was a realization I had recently was I've spent most of my life selling the shovel and only sometimes do people believe and trust in the treasure map, right? Mm-hmm. Now we give them the treasure map when we sell them the shovel. The problem is if we're six months in and you're and, and for whatever reason you haven't used the shovel right because you didn't look at the treasure map and you go, I, I haven't gotten treasure. Well, where are you digging? How are you digging? Are you digging at all? I mean, first of all, uh, you know, do you know how to use a shovel? Right. 
Wait, no, 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 I'm great at sales. I know what I'm doing. This just doesn't work. You know, I ain't got a lot. Of, I got hundreds of other people that have a different narrative, you know? Yep. And so it's just interesting to see that dichotomy between people where you give the same tool to different people. And this isn't, I'm not trying to roast anybody. It's just, I've, I've actually, I don't think I've processed it so much, except for these last few weeks being exposed to new people and, and, and having some of these conversations with clients after this. And I was like, the problem is not the tool. It really never was. It was the belief system, the operating system, right? It's like people always think it's a hardware issue. This is a software issue. There's a different operating system for a top producer, you know? Yep. And so it's just, I don't know. I, I, I'm sharing fresh insights for me. I don't know that I have anywhere to go with that. It's just, it's interesting. Um, it's interesting to see. And I'd be curious if you guys see some of that stuff on your end or, 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 or what you do see on your end where, you know, there's d different people use the same things very differently. Oh, a hundred percent. In fact, I just, I had this conversation the other day with uh, a lawyer and look, as a coach, I, I'm in a, and I'm in a different position than most because I go one-on-one -on -one in group coaching with loan officers, hearing their challenges and talking about that. But I, I get to put on my, they're paying me. So I get to put on my coaches. They don't pay me to tell them. Hopefully they don't because generally they will coach with me if they do. But I always, I always treat it like somewhat of like a, uh, like a, like a, a Venn diagram. Right. And I say like, write this out, right. What you want to hear and what you need to hear. Right. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what, what's what, and then you figure out like where that meets in the middle, right. And figure out what changes you have to make, because what you want yeah. here generally very seldom helps you. Right. Because I want to hear a lot of different things, but it's not what I need to hear. Right. It's just what I want to hear. We're all human. Like you mentioned that before, like we're all human. So we all have that built into our DNA, but it, you know, you can be more right when it comes to the mindset. And, and here's the thing is like when, when someone's, I always say that, like, I'm like, you, you feel this way based off of, you know, is that your feelings? Do you have any data to back anything up other than your belief that it does? I believe that this doesn't work. And just like, Hey, if whether you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. And my, my thing is like, you know, to your point, like I have other people in your market that are freaking killing it. Right. And so what's the difference? It's the yeah. mindset, right? It's always the mindset and, and it's mindset and work ethic. And if you go in there thing, thinking like, I'm always going to do what I've always done. You do what you've always done. You're going to get what you always got. Right. And, and some markets, and I could tell you, I don't care where you've been. I don't care how long you've been in this industry. You've never gone through a market like this with all these things happen at the same time. Have you gone through down markets? hundred percent. Gone through booms? Yes. Right. But you've never gone through all these things happening at the same time. It creates, you know, where we had two back to back years, we're running out of consumer deficit. We're definitely running out of deficit, deficit of inventory. And you put all these things together. It's just a competitive market. You're going to have to work harder than you've worked probably in your life right now. And, and yeah. for those that I see that are doing it, I, I posted some stats on a, a client of ours that did, you know, in six months had three, over three, 330 opportunities had 200 and there are 2,200 some apps and, and it was doing 15 closings a month. And then I get these, these emails like, Hey, we didn't get any of these types of numbers. Okay. Then like, what are you doing? Oh, well, I don't even think I'm using it. Well, I'm like, that's probably, probably <laughs> number one. Let's start there. Yeah. Start <laughs> that, right. And, and look, we got to take some ownership as a, as an organization, making sure that our clients are successful. But here's the thing sure. is that like, it starts and stops with, with that, right. And the work that they're going to put in and not only that, but having the mindset <clears> to do that, because yes, it's going to be hard. You're going to get knocked down. You are going to get pushed around. You are going to have closings fall through. You are going to have, uh, you know, your, you know, your, your clients, you know, pre-approved and, and, and not win offers. That's just gonna, that's just gonna be 
the nature of the business. Rates are going to do what rates are going to do. And so the only thing that you're going to be able to control is between your two ears. And so uh, really that's what you got to, you got to focus on as an originator and, and you got to believe that you're good, right? Like, you know, me, I believe I'm the best, right? Like, but, but, but that helps me drive to, to make sure that I am the best or sure. And of course we've established a standard and a belief around it. I mean, that's right. Yeah. Like, I mean, you got to do that and look, it's, it, it, and even the top, and this is the thing, like you, you, you go to top producers and you, and you actually look at them. It's never one thing, right? So, you know, it's never just like, Hey, I'm using this tool. I'm using this company. I'm using this CRM. I have this website. I'm using MBS highway, you know, whenever it happens to be, they, they all are variables and they're all important, but it's never just one thing. And, and, you know, the thing about top producers and they're thinking like, Hey, when you're saying they're not worried about a recession, they're not worried about the recession. Do they have bouts of like getting knocked down hundred percent? Do they have failures along the way? Sure. But the point is, is that they're not afraid. They know what's going to happen. They know that uh, it's something that I, I bring up quite a bit with with the people I coach is that when you worry about something, you are paying a debt that you do not owe because whatever's mm. going to happen, it's happened. All you can do is control what you control. And I'll tell you right now, if you get up every single day, put in the effort that you need to put in and felt that you win that day and that, and if you didn't, then you, and tomorrow's another day. I think there's also a compounding issue there, Jason, where and I could be wrong on this, but I, I mean, I'm just putting myself in the originator's shoes. There's also this expectation, I feel, where we're holding ourselves up to 2020, 2021 too, right? So we had this like, it, we had such rapid abundance to scarcity like like that. Like Oh, to totally. And that's when Anderson's <clears throat> like, man, I'm not doing as well. I'm like, dude, nobody is, right? Even top producers that are still doing good about business, they're not doing what they did yeah. either, right? So I said, you compare yourself to 2018 and 2019, right? Yeah. Look at those numbers. And then when I tell that, they look, I'm like, oh yeah, the, I'm up like 15% compared to those numbers. Fantastic. And yeah. and this market's worse than those markets were, right? And so like, just be happy with that and understand that you got to just keep going and keep grinding. And But the biggest thing that I try to tell every loan officer is like, look, how many times have I been at an event talking or a mastermind or whatever? I like talking about Instagram or doing video or lead follow up. Like none of that's new. None of that's groundbreaking or changing. Right. But it's just like people won't do it. So you understand like your greatest opportunity is the fact that 80% of your competition will do nothing from right. what I see right now. They'll yeah. they do any of this stuff. So all you have to do is do 50% of what I'm talking about. Don't even do 100%. Just do 50, do 30%. And do any of it. Something. It's going to be, it's still be 100% more of the people that are doing nothing. Right? Yeah. So like that's their advantage and it's just hard. But but I also, again, this is why I talk about like kind of, you know, rebelling against the status, status quo of the industry is because they're around so many loan officers and branch managers talking about times of this and that and whatever about this is how I do all that stuff. But again, it's never just one thing. They don't tell you that they're still trading off these relationships and things that mattered when those tactics worked, right? They didn't just get up today and started what they did 15 years ago. If they did, there's no way they're doing the same type of business. It just doesn't work that way. Things, consumerism changes, right? It's, it's, it's fluid, right? It's, a, it's, right. A, it's an organism, right? It, it changes season by season. And you just have to understand how to know your audience. What message? What messages are going to resonate? What their challenges, and then have the confidence that you are the one that's going to be able to solve those challenges. If you do that, you will come out ahead, right? It's it's almost impossible not to. 
Yeah. I, uh, I, I had a conversation with a client the other day and they were expressing that, um, they felt like results were suffering and that they were like, I just feel like the leads, the quality's gone down. Um, you know, I, I, I you know, everything, it seems like it, everything with the, the, the leads, the quality, the quantity, the, 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 just the times we're in has changed. And when we actually did like dove into numbers and stuff, there really wasn't any changes from a data standpoint. It was identical. Um, but it, what it was, was this perception of the ratio of lead to loan was affected, right? Because, yep. you know, this is one of the things that I've realized after doing this for, you know, going on six, seven years now is apps don't pay bills. You can't go to MasterCard and go, hey, I got three apps this month, right? Can you take an app? <laughs> Right. You know, it's like, no, 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 we need the funded loan. And in most markets, apps equal loans. Right. But it's interesting to see now because it's like you really do have to work hard. Like I didn't realize the extent of it until probably about a month ago, maybe less, because um, it's like I'm used to like I don't I sell what I got. Right. So it's like, you know, the way I've always looked at it is it's always a great market. Right. It's like in 2020, 2021. You know, people were like, rates are low. There's no inventory. Then you sell rate, my friend, right? It's like, okay, well, now it's like, okay, rates are uh, 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 up, but inventory's a little up too. Then you sell inventory, right? Like, you talk about what you got to talk about. Like, let's not focus on what we don't have. Let's focus on what we do have. So the salesman in me has always been like kind of, I guess, disassociated from the realities of the market. And I understand that there's increased uh, uh, difficulties. I don't think I really understood how, like, you know, it's like, I don't want to compare it to like 08 because obviously the 08, there's a ton of like governmental fraud and and like that, that goes way deeper than just like, you know, yeah. originators messed it up. Um, it's like, this is different, right? We're regulated and still having these issues. And so what is, okay. So I started to kind of look in and go, okay, well, let's, this is like, we, there need, there's like an anti-fragility requirement right now. Like you can't just show up normal. It's not, it's just not good enough right now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's challenging to, to, to share that with people because they have to believe it by, for their own reasons, you know? And, and, um, I don't know. How, how do you navigate that? Like, yeah, I'd be, cause you coach a lot. I mean, I coach too, but, but I'd be curious about your perspective and take on that. Yeah, so uh, I, I wrote about this um, not last issue, but in the the L R L L F G newsletter before um, because it's something I think is important to your point is that when you look at the when you take an inventory recession inflation everything that's happening right now right, but you also got to understand that we had two back to back boom years where we did double the amount of production. What happens in any sell cycle? Any sell cycle. But in a certain, let's say a given year, let's just keep it in the mortgage market because that's you know what we're talking about, is that you do an X amount, like whether it's 1.6, 2.1 trillion, whatever it happens to be in a given market, right? <clears throat> you could only do so much business, right? You right. can only do so much business. And so there's a natural transition of people from quarter to quarter, year to year, on basically the amount of people that you do business with, right? It's seasonality, everything else. That's how the, how the market works. The problem is, is that when you do two back to back of double that, you have you've created a what I call the consumer deficit of people that are going to be able to be in the money or in the market, right? It just they don't exist, right? So if you take, and this is where you get this is where data matters, right? And when you take and look at the people of, the, of a normal home buying age, 
population of the United States, and you look like, okay, that leaves you roughly with around like 86 million people, right? Then you take that of uh, the median house price in the, in the country and look at what the average savings is based off of that age range. It's only 8% of that population that has the three, at least three and a half percent down for a down payment, right? Then on top of that, you take the percentage of people that in this market that are in, like I said, in the market, in the money that have fair to poor credit, which loan officers hate to do, you know, to hate to work, you know, to work leads that are, you know, that are credit challenge, right? So you take that, you don't have a great amount of, of app to loan pull through quality in your leads. You just won't. It's just, it's impossible. It's mathematically impossible because we've had a deficit for the last two years of having a boom, right? So, so, so you, you have to set expectations, but here's the thing. Because of the normal mindset, that was okay to do that in 2020 and 2021. It's not okay. So when I, I mentioned the guy earlier, is like he's like the what he started to do three, six, 12 months ago with keeping in touch with people, filling the database with everyone, working low credit leads, getting them up to this uh, up to up to par. Now he's created a never-ending pipeline because he started 12 months ago, right? Now people are trying to start today and expecting the same type of results that they've had. So again, it goes back to mindset, it's, but it's just unrealistic, unrealistic expectations of people because guess what? The people that are at two and a half, three percent aren't moving, right? But here's the thing, right? And this is why I always say that your marketing starts before the consumer even knows who you are, is that you have to market to something that is almost impossible to market to, right? At, at least as consistently. And that's life events because you can't tell when someone's going to change a job. You can't tell when someone's getting divorced. You can't tell when someone's getting married or whatever without getting into creepy data, of course. But those life events still happen. Even with all other <clears throat> things that are going on, we're still going to probably do around 1.3, 1.4 trillion, right? Which means business is always going to be done for whatever reason, but you have to be there in order to capture that business. The people that I see are successful are the ones that started 12 months ago to be there, right? And now they're there and now they're doing business, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't pull back. You can't just like, I'm waiting for rage to go back, <clears throat> but, but you also got to have a different message too, right? Because there are people that can't afford but the problem is that we used so much of this rates, rates, rates of 2021, getting deal, getting appreciation. Everyone's in let's make a deal mindset, right? So the story I said is that, look, what you should be saying is you want to buy now with higher rates. Why? Because you probably won't be able to afford that house you're looking at or want when rates are lower because you're going to have bidding wars, cash, cash offers, and you're, it's going to be out of it. I had a friend that lost the house that he could have afforded when no one was bidding on it, when no one was looking at it in February. But then rates came down because of the bank failures and, and bonds rallied. So guess what? Rates are down. I went, uh, couldn't afford it, right? Because it went 50000 over what he was going to, what he could have bought it for in February, right? So that's mm. that's the mindset people don't understand is like, it, it's it's that, it's what I call my pal framework, right? It's the, it's the perceived value, actual value, and loss of value. As an originator, you say, hey, can I get you, if I get you what you want, is that valuable to you? Yes. If I could get it to you at a price you could afford, is that valuable to you? Yes, right? If I could do the work so to make sure you don't lose what's valuable to you, is that valuable to you? Yes, you got three yeses. So if they say anything, you, wait wait a second, you just told me yes on this, yes on this, yes on this, here it is, right? Is that value or is it let's make a deal, right? Are you going to be in this house in, for 20 minutes or are you going to be in for five years? If you're going to be in for five years, then that's the end of the conversation. They just have, but they don't, they're not used to talking like that. You know, they're, it, you know so that's, that's, that's how I look at it. It reminds me of a, a of a Donald Trump quote that I that I heard once. Um, he said, 
I overpaid on all of my best deals, right? And the the idea is that if you wait for the best time, if you wait for the lowest price, if you wait for no, 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 do you want it, right? If you want it, there's never and and I mean this is pretty universally true even outside the housing market. Name a time when waiting was a great investment strategy. <laughs> right? Doesn't exist. You were there or you weren't. That's it. Yeah. Right. And uh, you know, obviously housing is no different in that. Um, yeah, that's uh that that's that's a a great perspective on that, bro. So well, okay, so let's talk about this real quick. So what do you feel? I mean, obviously loan officers across the border in, in, in encountering an increased friction uh compared yeah. to what they're used to, right? I think part of that is there's the confrontation as an individual that you have to go shoot. Okay. I mean, it's uncomfortable. It's unfamiliar. Right? All of that is difficult to manage. It's difficult for me. It's difficult for you. We just wake up and do it. Right. Yeah. Um, but what is some of your advice for somebody that wants that, but they don't know what to start, what standards to set, what patterns to change, what, you know, what to break and reset. Why I'm, I'm curious about some of your perspective around that. Yeah, you know, and it's tough because it's, it's so different for everyone, right? Because it it and this is um, you know, something that, you know, it's a it's a great book that I read called The Motivation Myth. Um, and so here's the thing is that when a lot of people think about like they need something, they need a spark that motivates them, right? Motivation's real, don't get me wrong. The problem is is that that's not what creates the action. Action is what creates the motivation. Mm. Right. And so, you know, it's something that I really took to heart. It's something that I, I guess I kind of believed in without really even thinking about it that way. But I look back of, of the successes that I've had or the, the challenges and what re- it wasn't being motivated, insp- insp- inspired, maybe whatever. But it was the taking action. And that action led to me to take more action. And that's what the motivating factor became. And so, um, you know, with a lot of people that I talk to that, you know, cause some it's, it, again, it's, it's between your, it's between your ears, right. For most, for, for, for most everyone. Mm-hmm. And so what, what it comes down is like, you got to figure out like your passion or your purpose, what you want to do. Cause I'm an introvert, right? Like I, I'm a very introverted guy and yet, you know, you know, speaking at events and on stage and stuff like that it, is something that I, I wanted to do. So my, my, my passion for, and to, and purpose to win and to be the best and to do that outweighed my fears. And so what I, I think is that you just kind of have to reset the way that you think. And that takes a lot of different forms where from the person is you got to figure out like what you want to do has to outweigh what is holding you back or the, or the, or the stories that you're telling yourself, because the stories that you tell yourself is what you become. And so a lot of people, and, and sometimes you could say something. I could say something. Sometimes the message is is the message. Sometimes it's the messenger, right? Hundred percent. Sometimes it's just it's the messenger that gets through because they resonate or they see someone doing it, and then it is, you know. And look, as a coach, I've seen. I'm like, man, I've been telling you that for the last six months, and now you're doing it. You know, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, well, I saw this, and I'm like, either way, okay, we're not gonna. Yeah, you got it. You know, whatever. You're you're doing it right. So so fantastic. But the point is, sometimes it's just the messenger. And I think ultimately it comes down, you know, it always comes down to the mindset, but I think it's, you just, you have to be coachable. You yeah. just have to have a level of being coachable. You know, I, I grew up playing sports, right? So, you know, I'm probably one of the most coachable people you're ever going to meet because again, my, and, and I was, and I was good, you know, I was really good. I started, you know, and I, I was a letterman, but it, it was my need to win. And if that means one game, I got zero points, but I got a ton of assists and I played good D but we won. That was the purpose. That was, so I don't, I don't yes. need the accolades. I need to win. 
And so yeah. you just got to figure out what that win is, whatever it is in your life. And you just got to focus on that and keep focusing on that and keep focusing on it. And again, maybe you're hearing this message. Maybe you've heard it before, maybe tomorrow because it's in there somewhere. And then maybe tomorrow you watch a YouTube video and someone says exactly what we're talking <clears throat> about now and it hits fantastic. But you just, you have to have that ability to, to, to or oh, I guess you call it maybe being open-minded. Um, you know, it's the best way I could, I could think of it, but you, you, to me, it's, you have to find what's going to outweigh what's holding you back. Yeah. I, I like that. You know, you said something there that reminded me of a quote that I heard once where it's, um, people don't change until the pain to stay the same outweighs the pain. Yeah. Right. Change. Same thing. And it's like, the pain just has to be there. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, you know, one thing I wanted to, to, to orbit around with you is, uh, it's come up in my world. I mean, you know, over the last few years, a decent amount of times, probably close to 50 where somebody looks at good vibe squad. They look at what was lead pops now rebel IQ and they go, uh, some version of, well, why would I want both as if it's, you know, Toyota to, you know, Honda and it's like, okay, well it's, you know, I've actually found some of our more successful clients actually use both right in parallel. And so, um, my question for you is from your guys's perspective, you know, you guys, uh, take care of websites. You guys are helping people kind of take control of their own lead generation through various means, uh, uh, uh through their brand, through, I, I know you guys have some funnel assets as well, which I think is awesome. And, and there's a group of people in the industry that would, I'm sure thrive with those, um, what do you, what are your thoughts? And I feel like I know where you'll go with it, but I think it's good just to in, invite the conversation. What are your thoughts about people buying different forms of media or, or, you know, um, leveraging different means of attraction to prospects, borrowers. And look, it, it, it again, this is, this is more marketing 101 sales 101, right? How many at bats do you want? It comes down to that, right? And so, look, and it's funny because I've had, I've had people uh, that were interested in good vibes come to me and like, hey, yeah, Preston McBilly, you know, gave me your name to talk about it, right? And I'm like, all right, cool, yeah, let me let me tell you what I you know know. And I said, look, I've never used a system, but I was at their mastermind and there was a hundred people there, and I've talked to them, and they seem to be freaking super excited and happy with the service and stuff. So you should definitely talk to them. But like, well, like all I could vouch for is that they know what they're doing. All I could vouch for is that they're great marketers. Right. And so if you came to me because you trusted me, you've seen me online or whatever. And like, so they get take that for what it's worth, but you always talk to the person. But to me, and it's like, well, what, what about doing both? Is it overlap? I'm like, you're going to get a different service and you're going to get results from them. You're going to get results from us. Do you not want multiple channels of, of results? Right. You know, like, you know, and, and that's, and that's, that's how I look at it is that, um, you know, even in our industry, you got MBS Highway, you got mortgage coach, you know, you got people that will only do one or the other. You got people that do the same or that do both and they find value of that tool. So I always look at it this way is that like, if you're, look, you are in the doing business business, right? You are in the doing deals business. And so you want as many channels as possible and as many services that provide results, right? For that, and also knowing that you got, and I think where I think we align a lot when it comes to solutions is that you are not an instant ROI short-term 30 day solution, right? We are not at Rebel IQ, a instant ROI, instant gratification, short 30 day solution. We are a long-term partner. Good Vibe Squad is a long-term partner. So for those that want to create legacy business and want as many at-bats as possible, 
then it makes sense to do whether it's you know rebel iq and good vibes or whether it's some other services wherever you're going to get results why would you want to cut it off just because you think they overlap and when you know we really don't yes there's certain aspects of what we do and yeah i mean the, you know it's a venn diagram right yeah it, it 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 overlaps but who cares right like if like if you're getting results you know and, and arguably I, you know if i'm looking at the industry you know and again i kind of said this already arguably you know we're we're two of the best that that are going you know, you know between our two organizations are two of the best in the industry so it's like you have two of the best is that is that a bad thing no yeah it's, it's just I, I and i get it you know right i get it like because people are like i don't want to spend so much money i don't want to i don't want to do this or i think they're and and they could be right it's always about fit too right like it's like you may look at us and what we do and you're like that's right in my wheelhouse is exactly what i want awesome right they look at yeah. you guys or like exactly what i want it's right in my wheelhouse cool and like uh i, I looked at both of you guys and i thought this or that Cool, right? Like again, I'm not in the convincing you business. I am the showing you what we do, showing you the proof of how we've done it, and we know what we're doing, and we're going to continue to do it, right? And if that, yeah. and if I didn't sell you on that, because I'm not trying to, but if if that's not you, then cool. But we've had people that have that I've talked to, <laughs> have been here literally for months, and then finally they're they're clients now, right? And it's just like nothing's changed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously Rebel IQ and stuff, but like you know, our our technology's still the same. Right. Just now you're, it's now, now it, it, it just got to that point. So, but, you know, again, just a long-winded answer to say it in, in sales and marketing, you want as many at-bats as possible and who cares? It, it, look, look at Rocket and their marketing. They don't just run Facebook ads. For right? sure. They're, they're freaking, they, they are in competing services everywhere, right? They're getting stadiums. They're putting their name on buildings. Stadiums and everywhere else in the reason yeah. why. It's because they want as many at-bats as possible because they want to win. And because of the thing, the number one rule that you and I both know is whoever spends the most money to yep. acquire the customer wins. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I agree with that. You said something there that I thought was interesting. It kind of took me down a visual, uh, which was the, you know, we're not selling a, like, uh, an, an instant gratification kind of solution. And the secret to that is there isn't one. Right. Yeah. You know, like this is the housing industry. It takes time. This is a slow moving sales cycle. You know, it's kind of like the whole lose weight quick pill. It's like if it was real and worked, it wouldn't be in gas stations. It would be in hospitals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, People would be making billions of dollars off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's like that's uh, that's a marketing gimmick at best. If anybody's selling you instant gratification in, in this industry, especially um, to me, that's a red flag, you know? Um, so dude, that's awesome, man. Uh, it, it, this has been a really, really fun conversation, Jason. Um, you know, as we wrap up here, I'd, I'd, I'd like to know, you know, uh, from your perspective, what is a book or, or a resource that you've gone through, you know, in recent years, or maybe, maybe, maybe even back if it, if it was really paramount for you, uh, that you felt was transformative and should be required reading for, uh, somebody in, in mortgage or sales? Yeah, it's there's so many, right? But I, I and look, I, I've read a lot of great books, right? Obviously, you know, I could say, you know, maybe it's Dan Kennedy, maybe it's Russell Brunson books that are that are really good. The Motivation Myth I mentioned was actually a big book for me. That's so that's definitely one of them. But it's got to be one of the most one of the recent ones that I've read, and that's uh, Jeff Blount's, uh, you know, Selling in a Crisis. The crisis. If, if 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 
if you were looking for one as a loan officer, if you want to look, because you, you're going to go through it and you're like, oh shit, that's exactly what just Preston and Frazier just talked about for like the last hour, right? Like if you look at that book as a loan officer and you don't find value in that, then you're you're in the wrong business. That book is a guide on how to win in a market like this. And so if I, if for right, and, and honestly, like, guess what? If you win in a market like this, you're going to win in a good market too, right? So like to me is like, if I'm, if I'm recommending any books for a loan officer right now, it's selling in a crisis. If you, yes, it's, it, it's, it's your absolute blueprint and guidebook to being successful in a market like this. We just talked about this actually in our newsletter where, you know, I was talking about what works during peacetime does not work in a recession, but what works in a recession thrives in peacetime, right? <laughs> yes. And so it's like, if you just wake up and live like every day is recession time, you will evolve substantially as an entrepreneur because when it finally comes, you'll go, I knew it. Let's go. Business as usual. <laughs> right. Whereas everybody's panicking. You were prepared. Right. Yep. Kind of goes back to that Warren Buffett. You, you, you see you see who all is naked when the tide goes out. When the tide, yeah. the tide goes out. Yeah. So, well, Jason, uh, dude, this has been awesome. I will have to do this again. Um, I mean, I feel like I could uh, I could ha have these with you weekly, probably. Mm -hmm. um, what I would like to do is just kind of create a, a spot here. If people want to learn more about you and and, you know, what was Lead Pops now Rebel IQ. Um, where should they go? How should they reach you? What's your preferred, uh, methods there? I'll make sure I put it in the description. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not hard to find on social. So, uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, the, the, you know, uh, LinkedIn, the real CMO, uh, that's, uh, that's my, uh, my tag. And then, um, you know, my, uh, rebel IQ on social, that's, uh, the best way to, you know, kind of see, see our content. There's links everywhere to connect with us. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, social is the easiest way for anyone to connect. And, and like I said, I'm not, I'm not hard to find. Awesome. Well, if you've been, if you, if you've made it this far and you've watched this, uh, episode of completion, you've listened to it, uh, on your favorite podcast app, Jason is, is one of my favorite marketers in the space. He knows what he's doing. Um, he's somebody that, uh, you know, he's always going to tell you what you want to hear, uh, which, you know, is something I also appreciate because I'm the same way. Uh, but he's going to tell you what you need to hear and what's relevant to you right now in, in whatever market you're in. If you're listening to this in 2023, 2024, um, you know, obviously we'll go through some shifts between now and then. Uh, regardless what he's going to say, uh, I would definitely follow him because it's going to be relevant and timely uh, at, at any point in that journey. So, um, Jason, thank you again for hopping on the Lens Setter Show with us. It's it's a pleasure, as always, to get to hang out. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me. Fun, fun combo. Yeah, man. It's been fun. Talk soon.